All right. What up? What up? Quick slants. Ohio State week. I got my guy Shotsky Mike on finally, even though you were on last year before the Michigan game and we lost. Um, and I said you weren't going to come back on after that because that's usually how things go. <clears throat> but um, you were begging me and begging me and begging me. And it was just I had to <clears throat> I had to do it. So we got you. Um, it's Ohio State week. We all know <clears throat> what that means. We'll talk about that. Um, UMass. Um, it, it's come and gone the first six games of the season, six and zero as predicted. Uh, we escaped, um, with no injuries. We had some bumps and bruises, Harrison Wallace, most notably JB Nelson. Both those guys are going to be back this week. JB Nelson was at practice. Looks like he's going to play. Harrison Wallace played last week, um, <clears throat> against UMass. Um, I think this is going to be one of those first games of this, of this season that our starters play if hopefully, hopefully not all the fourth quarter, because that means we're doing something right, but they'll probably play the entire fourth quarter. <clears throat> um, UMass, yeah, coming on, everything was fine. There's nothing we need to see from that. We all know that this is this is the game, this is the weekend, that as much as James Franklin doesn't want to talk about it, it's it's what we do, it's what we know. This is this is the game. And um, we'll talk about everything, but um, you and I, Mike, will be out there. Well, I'll see we you. I'll see you in company in less than less than twenty four hours from from this recording. Um, this is my first time going out there. I told myself for years, like every other school, is I'm fine with going. Um, I've heard once is enough in Columbus, um, but I've always only told myself I wanted to go if I knew we had a really good chance of winning. And this is the first time that I felt very confident. And both sides of the ball, everything that we can go in there. I think we're a better team than them. We'll get into that as well. But um, I guess first things first, how are you? Doing great. Doing great. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm ready. You ready? Um, I disagree with the once is enough in Columbus. I've been there seven or eight times probably. So I'll show you the ropes and I'll show you how to celebrate a victory when it's done. Yeah. I've, I've only had the opportunity to do that once out there, but uh, this is going to be number two. So what year was that? That was 2008. Okay. So we'll, we'll start with that then. Um, I don't think this is a, we all know the importance of this game, right? Like if we're going to do it um, and not just that, not just beat Ohio state, but if we're going to do it and do what we want to do this year, which is to go to the playoffs, you know, win the big 10, go to the playoffs, win a national title, which I've said, this is the year we're going to do it. People talk about next year. Like we're not going to have this defense next year. Not even, not even close probably. We probably um, won't have this defensive coordinator next year. Either. That's that's yeah, that's also a good point as well. Um, this um, like if we're gonna do it, if we're gonna get to that point, I know November November 11th is still there. We still got to beat Michigan. Still got to take care of business. Beating Ohio State and then losing to Michigan or losing to Ohio State and beating Michigan, it's not it's not that's not what you do. Like you have to do both. Michigan's done both. Ohio State's done both. They've beaten you know everyone's done taking care of business. We have not done that yet. 2008 was I believe the last time that we did that was beat both those teams in the same season on the way to the big 10. Of course, we know what happened against Iowa. Um, when you know, lost the Rose bowl, we saw that game, but nonetheless, we, we did what we need to do in terms of those two games. Um, I don't think this is like Oh five. Like we were, you know, in poverty the, the years prior um, and it wasn't good. And then Oh five brought us back to national prominence. Who knows where things go with the program. If we lose that game, um, you know, we still probably have a good season, but nonetheless, again, that's the hurdle that we got to get over every single year, no matter what. <clears throat> and this put us like that game in 05, put us back in national prominence, won the Big Ten, all that. 08 wasn't the same thing because we were already number three in the country. They were number nine. And we went to Columbus, won for the four, first time in 40 years. Um, and that, you know, that, yeah, that took us up a notch as well because we beat both teams and we won the Big Ten. But like this, like, We've been in national prominence under James Franklin. 2016 won the Big Ten. 2017, 2018. We've had our moments. But, like, we've had moments. We haven't had, like, full-on seasons yet. Um, I know we won the Big Ten in 2016, but, like. A little bit, little bit fluky. Lot, yeah, exactly. We won't get, we won't get to go down that path. But, um, yeah, a little bit. Um, had our chance in 2017. We know it happened in Columbus then. Um, were you there for that? Yep. That's tough. Yep. I, Very I, tough. It, we had them right where we wanted them. We had them, um, but they were they were still better than us. Is the thing they were still better than us. They won the game. They won the game. They and like they won the game. Like they they were better. The better team won. 
I know we had Saquon Barkley. I know we had a loaded team. I won't get into specifics about certain parts of that team, but <clears throat> we didn't. We weren't better than them. Um, James Frank Barrett. JT Barrett, I believe, was our quarterback, and he turned into Tom Brady in the fourth quarter. Of that he, game. he was, I think, he was like thirteen of thirteen, and had yeah, just I remember monster drive there. after monster drive, and it was just brutal, dude. Um, yeah, I remember sitting there saying, "I want to make this guy throw the ball and beat us." And he yeah, did just. He that. did. He did exactly that. Yeah, um, I think the same thing goes for Kyle McCord, um, but we'll get into that too. I think this game, like, man, we need this one. Like, we need it. We beat Michigan under James Franklin. We've had those those successes. Um, we all remember those games, the whiteouts. We've, you know, we've won on the road. You know, we've we've done all that. Um, we know his record against Ohio State. We know his record against the AP top five, top ten road games against ranked teams. It's it's no bueno. It's not good. Um, but none of that none of that matters this year. Like none of that matters because <clears throat> this is the best team by far that he is he is at. Like not even close. I know we've had some premier college talent come through. Um, under James Franklin, like Barkley and Parsons and other guys, but like top to bottom, one through three deep wise, this is it. And the depth is key, exactly what you just said. Yep, I think this is the deepest team we've had as long as I can remember. Talent wise, yeah, right. That's that's the thing. Like it's been a it's been a long time since we've had like a like a a true national title contender. And oh five was one, oh eight was one, you know. 2017, I guess, like we were there, but like not really. Um, there's always a missing piece. It's always a missing piece, and I don't think necessarily we need that missing, missing, missing piece this year because we have the best defense in the country. And if you go back and rewind the tape, I've been saying that since the end of last <laughs> season. It's the best defense in the country, and the numbers all back it up too. No one's talking about it, <clears throat> but like we gave up 76 yards to Iowa. I know it's Iowa, but they're a Power Five team in the Big Ten. Like that's 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 way more incredible than Washington putting up 600 yards. And we might play them again in Indianapolis <laughs> yeah, the first week exactly. of December. That's crazy, dude. They had 13 yards in the second half. Like no one, no one's talking about that. It's it's crazy. Like I get, we all want to put up numbers. We all want to put up the 500 yards, 45 points. Like we're putting up 44 points in the game with the fifth highest scoring team in the country. I know everyone thought after West Virginia. That Drew was going to put up 325 yards a game, four touchdowns a game. I thought the same thing. I thought they were going to let him rip it. But, like, we don't need him to. We just we just don't need that right now. And people were like, okay, well, if you need it, do you, do you think he can do it? Yeah, I think he can do it. I have more confidence in him, even though we haven't seen it. That Purdue game showed me everything I need to know about him. Like, he was ready to go. He hasn't done it because he hasn't had the opportunity to do it. And it's fine. It just means he doesn't have the experience. That clearly has the capability. And that is, dude, that is totally fine with me. If you, like, it doesn't, I, I don't need him to do that. Like, I want him to, but there's a difference between needing to want. Like, I want him to put up, like, Heisman numbers. Because I like, we all know it's there. But, like, when you have this kind of defense, and, like, look at Stetson Bennett. Like, he, they had the best, they've had the best defense in the country the last two seasons. He was, I know he, like, he did more. Obviously, like, yes, I'm, I'm not saying that they're Stetson Bennett and Drew Aller are the same person. But, like, you get what I mean. Like, he didn't have I to go not. beat what? <laughs> I hope not for yeah. other reasons. <laughs> yeah, for other reasons, right? <laughs> like he didn't have to go out and be put up CJ Stroud numbers. He didn't have to go up and put up Bryce Young numbers. Like we don't need him to. He's, we have the best defense in the country. We have all Americans all over the field on defense, and they give us a short field all the time. And I think going into Cal McCord now, I think Manny Diaz is going to blitz him all day, all day. Make him, make him like make those throws that they want him to make. Yeah. And he's shown the ability to get rattled. Yeah. Um, the first half of that Maryland game, he, he was clearly rattled. So we get pressure on him. That's the key. Obviously make him feel uncomfortable in the pocket, make a throw and let the secondary do what the secondary does. Like Six the, games. Pieces are, the pieces are in place. Exactly. Six games so far. Ohio State has given up 10 sacks. And guess who guess who leads the country in sacks? Well, we're second in the country with 27. And you know that like we have the best DNs in the country. And no one's talking about that. Like Manny Diaz is gonna let those guys, those offensive tackles aren't like I know Notre Dame's defense is really good and props to them, but this isn't like again, like there's a huge gap. We we have we're giving up less than 200 yards in game through six games. I know I don't care who we've played, you still gotta go out and do it. 
and you still got to go out and eat. I don't care if it's UMass. I don't care if it's Iowa, West Virginia. It doesn't matter. You still got to go out and do it. And we're doing it at an extremely high level because we have we are littered, littered with NFL talent. And our linebackers haven't even done shit this year compared to what like everyone thought maybe they were going to do. I know Curtis Jacobs is having an awesome year, but Abdul Carter, I've heard his name play. I can count on one hand. Yeah, and like that's again, that's like, that's fine. If we're doing this right now at this kind of level without like him being what we maybe thought he was going to do, fine with me. Yeah, I mean the the, the statistics are crazy. Like nobody has no defensive statistics are going to jump out of any one player because it's just spread around. Like they're just they're top to bottom. Well, they're also only playing maybe yeah, a little bit so fresh. Half every game, the deep, which is going to be depth. huge come Saturday and in the second half of the season. Clearly, they've done a great job of, and I actually think that's where the coaching staff has improved over the past four to five years is bu- building the younger players, making sure they're ready, not just that season, but the next season. And that's what establishes the depth. And obviously, like, they're recruiting behind that, but they're doing right. a good job of really I, the Taquan Roberson experience. <laughs> no matter what James <laughs> Franklin says, I think the coaching staff knew they learned a hard lesson the hard way that day. Yep. Yep. And you look at a guy like Zane Durant. He had so much hype coming into the season in the spring last year. Like at D tackle, I mean, I, I don't know what the expectations really were, but like just coming from the word of mouth, like it sounded like he was the next Warren Sapp, you know? And it didn't pan out that way. He played a lot last year, but like he took that extra year to develop and Dion Barnes is working with him and the other guys are working with him. And like, now he's, he's turned up a notch. Um, Kobe King, same thing. Again, like linebacker wise, you don't hear their names often. Um, but I think they're having a really, really, really good season. And Manny Diaz being the linebackers coach, I think we'll see some more. Like we haven't, we also haven't had to do much on defense either. True. Like, I mean, we control the clock with the second we have the second best time of possession behind behind Air Force ahead of all the other rushing teams in the country. Like we have the second best time of possession. We're averaging over 200 yards a game, which, by the way, is the best in the Big Ten, not Michigan, not Wisconsin. We're the, the best rushing team in the Big Ten. We control the clock. Ohio State can't run the ball for shit like they're They had 65 yards against Maryland. OK, like. It, like and with. Funny is people are complaining about our rushing game. I mean, sure, we haven't had the huge explosive play, but yeah, I just heard that stat earlier today, and I was I was surprised. But we don't need you, it. you keep expecting a little bit more, but yeah. it's a collective effort. It's like every game this year has been very workmanlike, just complete, methodical, and efficient. Nothing spectacular, mm-hmm. and and very solid complementary football, and that's that's the recipe for success. Like, like, dude, like if this, if this is how we're going to win a national title, fucking sign me up, dude. I'll take this every year over having, you know, Washington's offense and their defense. Sign me up. Like I, I would love to see us put up 500 yards a game and 50 points a game, but like, there's like, there's outside of Oregon heading into that Washington game. It doesn't work both ways. Like you can't, you can't have both. Like it's just, it doesn't happen that way. You you load up on one side or you load up on the other. And we have talent on offense, but we have more talent on defense, which is like offense wins games, defense wins championships. We've been taught that since Pee Wee football. So, so we're just special teams lie in that equation. I, th- I, think I, I think we're, I think you said it in the, be- like the beginning of the season. Like if we're like average, like slightly above average in the special teams game, that's fine. Like we don't need the, we don't need the punter of the year. We don't need to have like the best field goal kicker, but like they're very consistent. And, and special teams, that's like, that's all you need. Like, we haven't had to rely on it. Punter situation is like, it's working. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, it's fine. I guess to, to say it a little bit differently, <laughs> I think you want your special team. You're not asking them to win you games, but they can't lose you games. They cannot lose the games, yes. And we've gotten lucky where we haven't had to cross that bridge yet. <clears throat> yet. Yet. Like it's gonna happen. Like it, it's like one of these games is probably this game or November 11th is gonna be a, a one position game at some point, and we're gonna need maybe three at the end of the first half or whatever to just like get points. And you know, how you know how confident are we with what's gonna transpire after that? Right. I, so, I said this in I said this in Ju- July, June or July. Yeah, late in the third quarter, you're down a point. You're in Columbus. You're at home against Michigan. You trot out. I actually didn't think it was going to be Alex Falcons at the time, but you trot, you trot out Alex yeah. Falcons. 
35 yard field goal. How you feeling? Um, I feel like I'm always nervous in that situation, but <laughs> even more so like that, that, that's just, yeah, that confident wise, like scale one to 10, I'd probably be at like a six, maybe like a, like a hard six, soft seven, maybe give or take. But again, luckily we haven't had to rely on that. The punting situation has been, been okay. fine. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's consistent. Um, return game, obviously, I think Daquan Hardy is going to be out there. Well, right? the, yeah, of course. The conversation is very different now versus a week ago. Yeah, like, but again, it's it's one of those things where um, Calvin Lowry was was like that, and he's one of the coaches now. Like with him being back there, <clears throat> it wasn't like Derek Williams because D will. It was every time he touches the ball, you're expecting like 25, 30 yards or a touchdown because like we knew we had that. Calvin Lowry, Anthony Scarado, those guys, you put them back there and it's just like, all right, just give me like 10 to 12, maybe 15 yards. You know, it just gets like, get a good, get a good chunk, get some field position. And Caden Saunders was doing that. He was also fielding the ball. Well, that's big deal as well. Um, but Daquan Hardy, Daquan Hardy adds that extra little, that little dimension. Um, Cause it's almost like, it's almost like an interception. Like it's almost, you know, like he What's has like that vision. And um, again, just give me like 10, 15 yards and we'll be fine. So why, why did he not return a punt in his career until Saturday? I have no idea. Like Franklin said, I think he said that there was a competition and they just felt better with Caden Saunders. I don't, but like, my, I my guess, guess is in practice, he Saunders caught the ball more consistently, like just caught it. Right. That's yeah. number one. You got to catch yeah. the ball. Yeah. That, that's the only possible thing I can think of. And I guess, I guess it is tough in practice. Cause like, you don't really yeah, you're not going. For, yeah, you're not yeah. like going full speed. You're just hoping the guy catches it first and foremost, yeah. like you said, yeah. and then whatever happens after that happens. Because punt returns are just like whatever. Like that's just a whole. That's a free for all type of thing. But again, like give me those 10, 15 yards. I mean, we haven't had many kickoffs, which is you know, which is also great. Um, I I, I still don't like our running backs being back there, but they can get hurt on the next play, I guess. But you get what I mean. Like I I, I don't like that. <clears throat> it's better than Gerald Hodges being back there on. <laughs> kickoffs, which still like bothers me but nonetheless that's also a different topic let daquan uh, hardy return kickoffs too shit might as well right like i mean i think yeah. he did in high school like why not i mean let it <laughs> pittsburgh guy right yeah Penn hills yep um shout out um let's see um offensively like i i don't have any concerns right like i don't i don't I love our offensive line. This is by far the best offensive line that he's had. I think Norzad is super underrated. Um, he's got like he's got the Travis Kelsey going on a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Played guard for what four years at Cornell, um, yep. and then like he they mentioned last week he pulls a lot, and not a lot of centers can do that. Um, I love the left side of our offensive line with JB Nelson being back. Olu is yeah. a, Olu is a top five pick. Top three pick for sure. And if the Colts have the number one pick, you might go number one. Um, JB Nelson yeah, is big, big news that JB Nelson's playing on Saturday. Huge, dude. I, I love I love Vega. I think he has a lot of potential, but not right now. No, correct. I need that physicality because we know what Ohio State's offensive or defensive line is like. Um, the right side, like that's the biggest thing that I I kind of I don't want to say worry about, but I got to give credit to Caden Wallace. <coughs> He's playing. Excuse me. He's playing way better than anyone I think thought he was going to. He's been way more consistent. Um, I think he's given up pressures, but it's it's not as many as it has been. Um, Sal Wormley, don't hear his name. That's, that's a good thing. That's a great yep. thing. Um, we rotate. I don't I don't expect Drew Sheldon to be in there. Um, again, unless the game gets away and they can he they can put him in there. I'd love for them to stick with Caden Wallace and let him let him do his thing. Only only reason I I would, you know, not, again, not be worried, but in that in that sense, whoever number forty four, JT Tuamowilau, which I, like that Still first gives all, me nightmares. First of all, that is there's there's no way there's two things that are not happening on Saturday. There's no way he does what he did last year. That that was a once in a millennium game that ain't, ain't happening again. Um, and there's no way Manny Diaz. There's no way he is letting Marvin Harrison Jr. beat us. Or do what he did last year, ten for a buck eighty-five, no chance. You cannot have that happen. And he didn't have any touchdowns, but like he just moves the ball. 
and he just comes up with the big plays like the there was and they were giving him a cushion they weren't playing man like like you said let our let our dbs do what they do best yeah so so last year when i'll just call him jtt because i'll butcher the name but when he went off last year caden wallace did not play and Fashionu was on the sidelines. He got hurt in that game. Right. Yep. So oh, very, oh. very different complexion. Yeah, a lot um, more experience. The guy played a hell of a game, you know, yeah. almost single-handedly won in that he, game. He did, though. He did. Let's be honest. He, he did. Yeah. And th- those were – he made them made the plays early, middle of the game, late in the game. Yeah. We had it. And then he just he just, he just just said no, and that's what happened. Um, I, look, I know I've given – I know I've given Sean Clifford and Trace McSorley and other guys a lot of shit over the years. And right <laughs> at times, rightfully so. I, I know you're laughing. Um, rightfully so. Um, but I just I just think that we have that piece that we haven't had in a very, very long time at quarterback. And I just like, again, the Purdue game last year, first game of the season when Drew came in, the throws he made, the poise he showed, and Franklin said it, and I, I think you were on when we talked about this. He yeah. said it last year. Everything was slowing down for him way more, way earlier than he's ever seen for a college quarterback. Um, which like he doesn't like that. That's not something you really talk about. And I think for that, it just gives me so much more confidence. And like he's made, I've seen him make the throws. You've seen him make the throws. Sure, yeah, he hasn't had to, but he like we know it's there. Yeah, That's why I'm not worried. It's like if we haven't seen it, like if he didn't do it last year or if he didn't like that, that West Virginia game also told me a lot. Like he's ready to go. He's ready to go. He just haven't needed it. It's not even making the throws. It's it's almost everything else that to me that's been impressive about him. It's he's always keeping his eyes down the field, even when he's running around and trying to make a yep. play. Yep. It's it's. You know, throwing the ball out of bounds might be the best throws he makes. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously the stat line in his career, you know, zero turnovers. Um, you got to keep that going Saturday. Yeah. Um, he just always looks in command um, no matter what the situation. And he hasn't faced a lot of adversity, but early in the Illinois game, a little bit mm-hmm. in the Northwestern game, he looked a little bit frustrated. And in years past, you've seen at the quarterback position at that point, Maybe the quarterback starts pressing a little bit, maybe trying to make a play that's not there. And, yep. and that's the thing that he has not done. He just continues to play his game. And that to me is the most impressive thing. Even I mean, obviously he's got the big arm can make every throw. Like we know that, um, but it's all those other things. And I think, you know, going through his progressions and his reads and that's the stuff to me that makes me believe that sure he hasn't been in that big moment yet, you know, need to lead a drive to win a game, been on the road down that kind of thing. But I, I have 100% confidence that he's ready for that moment. He just hasn't been there yet. Two things that I will say about, about that to add on um, Iowa game, two things happened. Um, I don't know if you, how much you watched the highlights afterwards, but um, the second throw he made to Tyler Warren, that was like in traffic. He put it between two guys. Tough throw. Um, Gary Danielson on the broadcast said, you're looking at a future NFL quarterback with that kind of throw. Not a fifth-round, sixth-round free agent pick. Like, he's a top-tier NFL talent quarterback, which, again, we haven't had. No one said that about Sean Clifford. No one said that about McSorley. They, I said it – well, I said it about, about Christian Hackenberg, but no one believed me. <clears throat> I'm he still, was a second-round pick in, I'm, in your defense. Right, right. Because he had the talent, right? I'm still holding on to that dream, but um, but then and also in the Iowa game, there was a moment I think in the first half things weren't going well. There was a couple of, like maybe misplays, um, incomplete passes, whatever. And he like he didn't look frustrated, but he looked um, he showed emotion and he um, it just more animated than he normally was. <clears throat> and then he threw the touchdown pass to Khalil Dinkins, I think after all that happened and he just, he let it out. And like, we hadn't seen that before. And I really love seeing that. Cause it's like, all right, may, I, I don't want to say something click for him, but it's like, okay, you want to see that because you want to see him get frustrated. You miss some throws or drop passes or things aren't going well. You don't want to be steady Eddie all the time. Sometimes you need to let him, let him have it. You're like, boy, it's like, let's go. Like, let's, let's fucking wake up. And sometimes so you want him to have a little bit of the Sean Clifford fire. Yeah. A little bit, but not that much, like a little <laughs> bit, <laughs> like stick with what you got. Make the throws that you're making. Do the checkdowns. His eyes are always downfield, like you said. I point like I saw that last year against Purdue. 
It happened even against Michigan. It happened all the time. His eyes were always downfield, making the throws. I don't, again, I want to see him throw it deep because I, I just, I just want to see it. I want to see us have those big numbers, but like those, this in the throws that he makes, like the sideline throws, the out of pocket throws on the run in like in, you know, getting those guys in stride. Those are just perfect throws and just puts it where his guys needs to be. Gives them, a, he doesn't make every throw, right? He's had some, 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 some ducks. Um, and he's had some near picks, but <clears throat> I mean, I trust him. And I think Jim Knowles, the D coordinator at Ohio State, is gonna is gonna do some things like Manny Diaz is gonna try and do confuse the sure. young quarterback. It's the biggest game that these guys have played, maybe I guess the Notre Dame game, but nonetheless, like what's at stake for the rest of the season in the conference? Yes, big biggest game that McCord has, has been in. And I think the same can be said for Drew. Um, but Jim Knowles is gonna do a lot that Manny Diaz is gonna do and try and surprise him, things that they haven't seen before. Diaz, I bet both those guys have a lot up their sleeves because they're pure defensive coordinators at heart. So they have a lot up their sleeves, I bet. Um, I think Jim Knowles is going to try and take away those five to 10 yard passes that we've been loving with the tight ends and the receivers coming across the middle. I think those quick slants are not going to be there. But I think so that opens up the deep ball. It's going to open up the deep ball and that's going to open up the middle of the field for the tight ends because the safety is going to come down on the box. Stop the run, especially if we get the run game going. Like they're going to, and shout out to Trey Potts. I said that was a huge, huge X fact. God damn it. I have been right so much about this season, about this team. I'm so happy about it. I'm not doing my horn yet. But like Transfer that's a portal that's, pickup of the year for sure. That's fun. Oh my God, dude. That's enormous. Enormous. Because yeah. that's given those guys. In, he understood his role. He's playing yep. his role perfectly. And he's, he's been getting a, big a lot of getting a lot of opportunity and a lot yep. of credit yep. as a result. I mean, part of it is he's been able to get in late in games, but he's played significant time as well. On, on the other side of it, it's given those guys a rest. You know, yeah, because yeah. because you you don't want to bring in the two true the two true freshmen because they're they're not ready. So like nope. Trey Potts, like he's been in the Big Ten for four years. He's yeah. he's taking his bumps and bruises. He's not he's not a sophomore. He's a he's right. a fifth year guy. Like he knows what you said. He knows what his role is. And, and, and you and you think of Allen and Singleton as experienced, but they're still pretty young. Like I would imagine in the room, Potts is coaching them up and teaching them, and almost like a second coach. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Especially in that room, you got to have some veteran leadership. And I think Jawan Sider is phenomenal. I'm surprised he's still at Penn State, but he said he wants to win a national title. So shout Tank, out to him Tank for that Smith one. Smith is the senior leader in that room, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Tank Smith. Absolutely. Um, Longest run of the year for Tank Smith on, I was, uh, on Saturday. So I was going to say um, another thing, speaking of long runs, uh, another guy who had, I think, surpassed his career total for running was Bo Pribula. Um, Do you think we see him at all on, on Saturday? I've, I've heard everybody has said yes. That, you know, they're waiting for the right moment. They're just going to. But I think that's something Ohio State will, will expect, right? If they see him yeah. out there, he's only going to do one thing. Yeah, you definitely open the bag of tricks in this game and empty it. Um, I actually thought that was going to happen maybe like in the Iowa game just to put it on film for D coordinators to think about the rest of the way. It didn't happen. He's been out there enough. Like people are aware and aware that it's a possibility. I do think there's a package for him, you know, at the right down and distance. I don't think he's out there at the same time as Drew because I think then you're taking the guy off the field and you just put yourself at a disadvantage. Um, but I do think there's a package. I envision it when you're like inside the 20 somewhere, yep. maybe it's three plays. He's a, he's a really good runner. You know, his position that he plays a thigh. Like, I think he's a really good runner. I think, I think he's better than McSorley at, at running. I think he's quicker. He looks quicker. Um, I also think that like one of those, if we're inside the, inside the red zone, I could definitely see us doing one of those pass like he had a trade like he had a trade pots coming out of the backfield where like a tight end pop pass type of deal and to yeah. get a first down or or something or get a touchdown whatever like because we love those <clears throat> i'd also love to see us and this is just getting into x's and o's now i'd love to see us um those that goal line package that we have the t formation i'd love to see us throw it out of that more like what, what i'm waiting for out of the t formation at the goal line is just a pure naked bootleg Exactly. Dude, I've been waiting for that for, for two years now yeah. or, or whatever, a season and a half. Like yeah. it's like, that's, that's gotta work. When they line up there, like everybody knows what's coming. So when it doesn't yeah. like he, if they read it, he's hung out to drive, but yeah, it's fine. Like just, yeah. I, I, you know, yeah. It, the worst that can happen is he fumbles it, but like, just go down. 
type of thing. Like you'd hope. Drew Aller, he doesn't turn the ball over. Remember? Exactly. So like, but we've been doing that from like the four in, which is that, yeah. that, that bothers me. Cause like, I get it. You're just trying to get the yards, but that's like one of those things. First down, you do it. Second down, you do it. Like we did against Illinois or Northwestern. I think it was do it first down, second down, and then third down. Or even if you go forward and fourth, which we, which we do, um, especially down there with the defense we have, you do the boot like there, like, and no one expects it maybe on, on third down or fourth down, like they would on first or second, or, you know, you, you pass it, you know, the, the lead blocker is probably going to be one of the tight ends or Singleton or Allen, and you you pass it. We did something similar against against Northwestern when he threw it to Singleton. So yeah. I, I you said bag of tricks. I think we I think we go, you know, a handful deep. I'm not saying we're grabbing the whole the whole bag yeah, of Doritos, but don't get too cute. Right. Yeah, like, don't, need to. don't need to. Yeah. Don't need to. Yeah. We don't like I don't want to I don't want this to be a game when I don't and I don't, I don't think it will be where we um you know continuously I say that loosely continuously put our defense in a bad spot to bail us out which is which is what we which is what we've done in the past um so this, I, this I think a, this game yeah we're talking about bags of tricks like I I actually I expect a few a few of those types of plays but don't get too cute no stick with what got you here six games into the season you know who you are this is probably the first time in a long time that I've said, if we just play these guys straight up, like if there's no penalties and there's no turnovers on either side of the ball, I think we win the game. Um, you know, just keep doing what you've been doing all year, play solid defense, take care of the football. That's it. Mm-hmm. Run your offense. Like don't, don't do anything special and we win the game. And it's not been often over the past, 15 years or so that I would have said that in yep. this particular match. Yeah. There's only been a, a couple of times where if, you know, if we did that, we, we win the game in those, those years we, we did. So um, I think offensively, I think X factor wise, um, the tight ends are, are going to be very, very big as they always are for us. <clears throat> but like it, it, it's usually hit or miss. Like in terms of their like overall production, they might have like you know six catches combined for forty yards, no touchdowns, or they could have you know seven catches combined, eighty-five yards and two touchdowns between. Like they did last week. Last week was yeah. very productive. Um, again, I think if we can we can start running the ball, also jumping out to a not a big lead, but not maybe twenty seventeen ish, but like a a, a ten nothing, thirteen nothing lead, kind of like two thousand eight, uh, two thousand eighteen. I trust our defense more here, but um, jumping out to a lead, being able to run the ball with those with those two guys, those three guys, control the clock. They're going to bring the, they're going to start bringing people down the box, and we're going to try and do those quick passes, and that's going to open up the deep ball. And I think we're going to take shots. Like we're not going to just not do it. Like we have Trey Wallace back. That's a huge advantage for us. Like, I actually think he is the X factor. Yeah, they're going to be on Lambert Smith. You know, he's your, he's clearly your number one. They're going to try to take them away. As you said, they might try to take them that sort of intermediate passing game out of play tight ends over the middle. It's Harrison Wallace. Yeah. And he's back, which I think is huge because huge. nobody huge. else stepped up to fill that number two role. Yep. yep. Um, I, I think he could be the X factor in this game. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be, you know, a, a Marvin Harrison or, you know, um, Parker Washington game from last year. God, I miss him. <laughs> oh, God. I, I really do. I, I haven't thought about it much this season, but there's been moments where I'm like, damn, if we have Parker Washington, I, I like just you watch Jaguars games now for him and uh Brenton Strange. Barely, yeah. Strange shot he had a touchdown last week. Yes, he did. Um, but Trey Wallace doesn't have to have a you know 10 catch, 120 yard game and a touchdown. But if he has, you know, eight catches, 75 yards, 80 yards, whatever, and just does does a Marvin move, Harrison Jr. Move the chains, move the chains, pick up the first downs when we need it, and you know. I don't really want to see us get into third, third and long, second long situations. Like we obviously want to get those five, six yards that we're accustomed to getting on first down and get those yards and like set up a third and short or potential fourth and fourth and one, whatever. Um, I mean, we don't have to play a perfect game. We don't, we don't have to play a perfect game. Like if we have a turnover or drew those interception, I'm not, I'm just not worried. I just think this year we are, we are better than them. I think in all phases, we are better than them. I think you look at our defensive line. Again, dude, we have the best defense in the country. It starts with the guys up front. We have the best DNs in the country. We have 
multiple first round picks that potentially our D tackles are starting to come come around. Devon Ellis is playing great because I is having a good, good stretch. Hakeem Beeman has been quiet, but he's been there. Zane Duran mentioned him earlier, having a really dope stretch right now. Um, linebackers, you know, if they can kick it up one notch or half a notch and, you know, get going, I think, I think we'll be even, even in better shape. Secondary with the best secondary in the country. I think, I, I think at all, Don't at even all need levels, to talk about it. We're, we're fine. I, Kalen King, I, I can kind of one hand how many times they've said his name this year. Like you don't need to. Obviously, this weekend is big. He's he's going up against the best receiver in the country and you know a, a top five pick. But um, I think he's more equipped for it than Joey Porter Jr. was because of his 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 strength and his um, his ag- aggressiveness. He's a different aggressiveness than Joey Porter did because his aggressiveness was when the ball got there because of his length. Um, I think um, I think that Kalen King is just <clears throat> locked, like more locked down. Like he's not going to let you get to that spot, um, especially with a guy like Harrison Jr. It's different because he's 6'3", 205, and that's different. Um, but you can't you can't let him beat us. Like I don't care what you do. I don't care if you got double in the whole game and you know make make fucking Fleming beat us or make Mecca Abuka beat us or Kate Stover tight end. Like if those guys beat us, I like. I'm like not for like, you know, 10 catches, 200 yards or whatever, but like, I, I, I don't think they will. Yeah. If you shut down Harrison, the ball has to go somewhere else. Yeah. And they, and they, and, and, they, and like they can't run and they can't run the ball either. And I don't know if Trayvon Henderson or Mayan Williams or who, I don't know who's, who's going to be playing. I don't know who's healthy. Um, yeah. They've, they've been uh, kind of mom on that. They've been hopeful. Trayvon Henderson hasn't been healthy in two years. So like, I'm not Tra- expecting him to be Beanie Wells, you know, Eddie George, I'm not expecting that. Um, so I, you know, I just think we're better. I think if we're going to do it and we're going to do it on the road, this is it. I know we have November 11th coming up, but that's in a couple of weeks. And when we win on Saturday, like I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy it. Like I'm going to enjoy it. And I think again, that's, that's one to know, like you always say, it's the first thing you text me, want to know, I can send you a whole fucking paragraph. All I get is want to know. <laughs> Sometimes it bothers me. They pour my heart into that. And all I get is want to know, but nonetheless, <laughs> I know all I know it matters. I, I know, I know, I know. I know. I'm, bu- I'm bought in. I know, I know. So I know you are. I know you are. You always bought in. So I just think we're better. I think this is this is the year we're going to do it. I think defensively, they they won't know what's happening. Put the game in Kyle McCord's hand. Make him <clears throat> make the throws. Um, their their offensive tackles are not Parrish Johnson Jr. and um, the other dude. Uh, cannot, I'm blanking on his name now. But they don't have those guys anymore. And these these guys haven't seen Chop Robinson denied in the sudden. Um, uh, this Isaac, we have we can we go we go six deep there. I mean Vanover, you can throw him in there. Um, you know, and then um, thirty six is Ryan Fisher. Like we we go we go deep. Yeah, and, and I think and, and now we're playing with three defensive ends on the field. And yeah, cops coming from and the interior, coming off, off the center. Yeah, like yeah. like fine. And then linebackers again, if they step up just a half a notch. In Abdul Carter has some has some of those. If he has flashes, a couple flashes, that's that's probably a big sack or or, or a turnover. Kobe King play just play solid, dude. Like you have been, and then Dom DeLuca will be in there. Um, you know, fine. Like we have, I'm I, I have no dude, no worries about this weekend. None. When's the last time you talked about a Penn State defense and focused on the the defensive line and the secondary and kind of just passed over the linebackers? It's been a while because we've always know. had like this part of the season. We've always had someone that's been like this this time last year. Abdul Carter was a national national name. Now people mm-hmm. aren't even talking about him. Yeah. And, like we just have like it's almost like we have just a bunch of like average Joes out there. But like Curtis well, Jacobs. I- is- no, these guys are not average. Yeah, Joes, they're not. But they're, but like, but they're, they're not asked to do a lot. They're exactly know, the construct not. of the defense and the way the games have gone. Mm-hmm. Like it's really going to be interesting at the end of the year, postseason awards, all Big Ten kind of stuff. Because nobody's got the stat line, but that's actually a really, really good thing. And it's a collective defense. It's a collective defense that has done amazing stuff as a unit and hasn't had to play in the second half. So it's going to be really interesting. And and. Credit to those kids because they've all bought, obviously everybody wants to have the big play and put up, you know, 16 tackles and, and they've clearly bought in. Uh, I do my job. We are a unit. We are the best unit in the country statistically, like the numbers back it up and we're winning. 
So I really get what it obviously starts with Manny Diaz to get them to buy in, but the fact that they bought in and they just, they just all know there's a lot more for all of them at the end of the rainbow. And we're winning. And they know like if, if, if there's, if they have an off day, the, the, the four dudes behind them, five dudes behind them, depending on what we're playing, yeah. they got, they, yeah. we're fine. We're fine. And half the time we don't need either one of those levels because the, the D line has already gotten there and yeah. they're already just causing chaos. Yeah, and, and mid third quarter, they're all out of the game. They're fresh. And we'll, we'll be talking about that next year. And, yeah. and that's the beauty of it, right? Like the yep. machine just keeps going. Yep. yep. And we're not going to have the same guys next year, but we'll like, we're getting a lot of guys in there, you know, because we're just suffocating teams. And it's, yeah. again, I just think offensively, defensively, and special teams, we're just better than them finally. And I think Franklin said, like, we've been chopping away, chopping away. And we know that we've been so close, but it's always just like, and I said it after the game last year. Again, I'm going to toot my own horn. I, I don't do it often out loud, but I'm going to. I said after last year, the, the reason why Ohio State and now Michigan and Georgia, Bama, Clemson, you know, former Clemson, why those teams are always up there is because they have, you know, we might have one or two of the best college players in the country on, on both sides of the ball, like total. Right. We might have one guy on offense, maybe one guy on defense. Those guys rarely we have more over over the years. We have those studs. But those teams have two or three on both sides of the ball. I mean, look at the first two rounds of the NFL draft, litter with those teams' names all the time. Look at the rosters of the NFL, litter with those teams' names because they have so much talent. This year, it's it's we're on even ground with those guys. Both sides of the ball. We have an all we have a top five picket left tackle, which is Better than any other position on the field. I mean, I know your quarterback is, but like if you have that all American Levi Brown, the last time we've had that left left tackle, like you're doing something right. Our offensive line, best at Franklin's hat. I know we haven't seen Drew do it, but we have him at quarterback. Everyone says we got him. No one's ever said that about Clifford, McSorley. No one. It's been what Kerry Collins, last time someone's looked at our quarterback and been like, all right, he's that dude. We got two all American running backs. We have two very underrated tight ends. Um, we have a deep tight end room, <clears throat> best in the country. We go six deep at receiver. Someone's bound to step up. You know, Trey Wallace, Lambert Smith, we know those guys. Amari Evans not doing what we thought, but we have Liam Clifford. We have the transfers, Malik McLean and Dante Cephas. Like, there's guys there. Caden Saunders, there's dudes there. I don't need to go into the defense, but, like, we have dudes everywhere. We have – we might, like, if you look at uh, – heading in the season, I, <clears throat> I thought – we were going to have the best player at every single level, Chop Robinson, Carter, and Kalen King. We got two of the, we got two of the three. We got Kalen King and we got Chop Robinson, one of the best DNs in the country. So, like, but we have all Americans or like we have that kind of talent everywhere else too. Like, this is the first time that like we've had that deep, like since 08, 05, maybe. It's been a while. And those guys are young too. Young. Like you're talking, yep. you're talking about Abu Carter yep. and Chop Robinson. Like these guys are sophomores. Yeah, they're not, yeah, they're not, they're not fourth year guys. Like right. they they haven't been around for a while, but they're just like, we're just getting the talent. We're we're developing it. And half the battle is getting the talent and get them to sign on the online and get on campus. And then you develop it. And we've proven that we can do that, but we just haven't had enough of it like consistently year after year. To, to beat these guys and to like be in this conversation. Like, but now I know it is Ohio state. I know their history over the last 15, 20 years. Like it's, it's there. Like it's, they, they've done it. Um, but like, we're better than them this year. And like, I think, I think a lot of people know it, but I don't think a lot of people want to say it because I think people have said it before and we've not proven, we've proven them wrong um, that we, that we're not there yet, but I think we're there. I think this is the year that we finally get it done. I think we do it to Ohio State. We take care of Indiana. We take care of Maryland. And we do it November 11th against Michigan. I'm saying year, you know, all, all year that we're one of the best teams in the country. And I think it starts second half of the season is the most important this half of the season right now. Like this is this is when it starts. This is when the season starts. Then you get to go to the Big Ten Championship game in Indianapolis and play Iowa again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is a joke, right. but that's right. the way the conference is constructed right. for now. Right, right. And that all changes. That all changes next year. So, um, all right. Um, on, on your end, you've been around, you've been around longer than I have, and you've seen more than I have, and you've got the, you've got the highs and the lows more than I do. So like, am I, am I wrong? Or like, is this like, is this game, is this the, this is obviously the biggest game under James Franklin, right? 
Yeah, I think I think because we have the chance, and like people know that we have the chance to to go in there and do it, and then keep going. Biggest regular season game on there, James Franklin. Sure. Because Big Ten Championship game, obviously, you can win the conference title. The only one he's won thus far. Yeah. Um, but regular season game, no question. Um, it's massive. Um, you know, you think back to. I, I'm not sure what year it was. I'll probably get it wrong. 2018, the good to great, great to elite speech after the fourth down yep. call handed yep. off to yep. Miles Sanders. Well, this is your opportunity to get from great to elite, mm-hmm. right? I think we all know we got to good and we got to great. So this game pushes you into that conversation. Um, then clearly you got to take care of business three weeks from Saturday, and then there is no conversation. That's it. Um, it's, it's as simple as that in my mind. And, and I, I try not to pay attention to all the national, you know, the national narrative about James Franklin and Penn state, but this would definitely change all of that. This is career defining for him. Um, you know, I, and, and on the field, it gives this team a level of confidence that just launches you Hold to three on. weeks Hold from now and then put you where you want to be, which is winning the big 10 championship and in the playoff. And then everything's up for grabs. Yep. A whole uh, other stratosphere, because if you lose this yeah. game, you again, same old you, Penn State. Yep. You know, you're that's, close. That's the narrative. And the Michigan game is still huge because there's always still the chance that yep. you know, things go, then things fall apart for those two teams. But yes, you got, cause you lose, you go back to the drawing board. All right. Like, you don't, you're not starting over, but you are. Like you got to go back and be like, all right, what do we like? What, what happened? Right. You think Whereas, you're making progress, and then the result right. doesn't quite demonstrate it, right? Whereas if you win, you still adjust, you still watch the film, you still make corrections, but you're doing it with such a forward thinking and so much more confident approach because like, we just did that, and we all know that we can do it, and now everyone else saw us do it, and they're like, oh shit! Like I'm not thinking we're gonna go in there and win, you know. 56 to nothing like would i love it yeah obviously also also more importantly um we've been doing this a while as fans i have tried to sell my soul so many times and it hasn't worked yet i don't care that's like i know we just talked about this for however long it's been almost an hour um i don't care how we win i don't i don't care if it's two nothing i don't care if it's three i i don't care anymore um, if you were to tell me, I said this last week, if you were to tell me that Drew was going to go nine for 25, three picks, but we win the game three, nothing, take, take all my money. I don't care. Sign me up, dude. Sign me Doesn't up. I, I'm, I'm, I'm past that point. Obviously, it's basically a playoff game. It is. Right? It is. It is. Like, it's a semifinal game. Yeah. Well, we have, a, we have five playoff games. We got yeah. this, we got Michigan, we got the big 10 championship game. And then we have the real playoff. Game. Yeah. Like, that's I, where we're this, at right now. And it's, it's do or die. And we all, like, we all, we all just want the same thing. The players want the same thing. Like Olu came back for a national title. Manny Diaz came here. Cause he wants, like, he knows he stayed. He knows he can, he knows he, what, he, what he's got. Franklin knows what he got. He's never going to say it, but he's, he knows what he's got this year. And we haven't had this opportunity in a very long time because we just haven't had every single piece come together like we have this year um like i but again i just i just don't care <laughs> i just don't care i just want to win i just i just want to say win. that every week <laughs> I, every week dude like i say everything all week i i pump <laughs> it up i i go about my business like i always do and the, and, and what's the goal the goal is to go one and know. oh and the, the, how do you do that you score one more point <laughs> yeah. than the other team no matter how you do again it. again it could be the infamous one point play um i don't i don't care at this point in life um I just want to win. Um, all right. So that brings us to um, predictions. Um, I'll let you go first. I think I, I don't think I texted you my prediction yet, but what, what do you nope. got? All right. So prediction and um, one, one X factor. So history tells us, <laughs> You know, over the last 10 years or so, very tightly contested matchup, no matter where it is, usually a one-score game, sometimes slides to two scores. I think that trend holds. I think the Lions get it done in the shoe, 31-21. Ooh, okay. Wow. Very close to what I said. Um, and I, I, 
I probably would have said it's a little bit of a lower scoring game, but I do think there's going to be a big play on both sides. I don't know if that's coming from the passing game or the running game. Hopefully we can spring one from the backfield because it hasn't happened yet. Um, and that's what pushes it up into the continue that 30 point streak. That's, yeah, that's it. That's it. Awesome. Um, so 31, 21, the X factor, um, I said it earlier, I'm sticking with it. I think it's Trey Wallace because I think they're just going to look to lock down Lambert Smith and they're going to try to put all the pressure on Drew and he's going to be looking to just get the ball out and get it out quick. And that's the guy who's going to be there. Um, you know, they're aware of what the tight ends can do. I think that's the other thing they're going to try to take away in the middle of the field, which just leaves Trey Wallace with the opportunities. Yep. That's I like it. Um, so I'm going to go 31, 16. Um, I also want to see that 30 point streak continue. Uh, I think we all do. Um, X factor. I, I, I have two. I think they're equally as, as big. I think uh, Singleton because of what he can do, like get the Auburn game and just break that, break that big one. And that might be all we need. Um, so I think Singleton, I think Chop Robinson. Um, I think the Iowa game, you really saw, you know, a little bit uh, like of, of the all American status. Um, it'd been a little quiet, but um, again, haven't haven't needed it yet, but I think this is one of those games where, dude, you're you're, you're better than both guys on the left and the right, and probably the guys in the middle too. <clears throat> yeah. um, whereas last year you had two, you know, first, first second round picks at, at right and left tackle. Um, so I think he if he can have one of those games, not what JTT did last year, but you know have one of those three maybe you know three and a half sack games and a couple of tackles for loss and shit like that. I think that also goes a long way. Um, so you said 31-21? I did. 31-21. I got 31-16. I think the boys get it done. Uh, I'm pumped. Um, flight leaves tomorrow at 1.50. Um, <clears throat> so I'm very pumped. Um, hey, Debbie. Um, <laughs> looking forward to seeing everybody. Um, <laughs> safe travels. Um, I'll see you guys in, again, less than 24 hours. It is It's go time. Um, Can't wait. The game we've been all been waiting for for our entire lives, at least my entire life. This is this is a big one. Um yeah. Safe travels. Appreciate you as yeah. always. Um yep. thanks for having me, man. Appreciate yeah. it. And always remember we are. <laughs>